We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Are you ready? Good morning. Are you ready to take it all back? It's Freedom Fighting Friday. Back. Never surrender. <laughs> stand our ground. Stand for freedom. They would destroy us, make America last, but they can't kill what keeps us alive. Absolutely. Told us lies, stole the election. Prices rise, people stranded. They tried to tell us how to live and who to be. But we have what we need to break free. It's the pride of the lion. It's for freedom we fight. Rising up to defend our home, defend our nation. And our love for this country shines a beautiful light. And we are taking it back with the pride of the lion. The pride of the lion. Pride of the Lion. Evil crooks, commies and traitors. Fake news lies, big tech censors. We speak the truth, we fight for justice, we pray. It's what's called the American way. It's the Pride of the Lion. It's for freedom we fight. Rising up to defend our home, our nation. And our love for this country shines a beautiful light. And we are taking it back with the pride of the lion. Love it. The pride of the lion. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Pride of the lion. Good morning. Great meme up, oh, and the man himself is in the chat. Ramble Rance is in the chat. Oh, Hogman's in the chat. Good morning, everybody. Another great meme. It was a collab with uh, Ramble Rance, my good friend Sean Farish, another Long Island boy now living in Tennessee. I saw him recently at Bedminster and uh, Neo 1984, who I'm not familiar with, but obviously, if they're hooked up with uh, these guys in the Dilly meme team, he's got to be great. So, Good morning, everybody. It's Freedom Friday. It is a miserable rainy day 
on Long Island. Miserable and rainy. I feel bad. My cousin's getting married today. She was hoping for a beautiful day. And tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful, but not today. Yep, maybe, maybe it's a sign. Maybe marriage isn't the way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So I have that wedding tonight. There'll be no Freedom Friday show this evening with uh, James Curry and I, which uh, <clears throat> we got a lot of stuff going on. I saw you were all uh, speaking in the chat. Yes, Ramble Rants and the Dilly Mean team put together an epic cigar commercial for Patriot Cigar Company, which we will play at some point. And uh, what else? Oh, wait, we got uh, Lauren Eve, another great member of the Dilly Mean team that put together a uh, an intro for my Freedom Friday show for James and I, which you'll see next week because there's no show tonight. But the Dilly Mean team hard at work. You know what? I'm going to right now. So the Dilly meme team and, uh, you know, rambles in the chat, hogs in the chat. I see oh, oh, black rain Patriot. Good morning. We got everybody's in the Jonathan Allen, of course, get fucked. Thank you. Uh, AP unfiltered, our great moderator, Gulfstream. We got, we got a bunch of people in the chat. There was somebody bright and early in the chat, like an hour early, but I didn't, I didn't see who it was. So whoever that was, good morning, good morning all around. It's freedom Friday. <sighs> We're definitely going to go over nine o'clock today. Cause there's a lot. There's a lot I want to rant about. Um, but the Dilly Meme team for a minute, because I've been, um, well, one, through my company, Patriot Cigars, I'm sponsoring the, I'm one of the sponsors for the Dilly Show, Brendan Dilly, which has been unbelievable. Uh, the Dilly 300, again, has been, um, I, I I can't even put words to it. It's, it's crazy. Every time, uh, Every time, every time Brendan Dilly opens his mouth on a show about Patriot cigars, I go into the orders and there's about 10, 10 orders sitting there. You know, it's unbelievable. Probably the best marketing I've ever done for, uh, to be honest with you, the several businesses that I'm involved in, but it's, it's unbelievable. But if you want a business out there, like the, literally it could be any kind of business The the, the Dilly meme team will work with you and do what they have. They have this whole marketing service. It's crazy. And they don't break the bank. I'll tell you that right now, but I'm going to give them a little plug right now. Cause if you go to the Dilly team.com, this is the actual website for it. Not only can you see all the past memes from all the great memers out there and showcase everything, but you know, they listen, I mean, they make videos and memes and they got like, you know, reviews up here. And, and they they literally have this whole professional side of them that does marketing and voiceovers. And I, I tell anybody, whether you own an apparel company, any type of Patriot, conservative, MAGA, whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it, a firearms company. And I know people that own firearms companies, and I'm going to send this information to them. And they should be contacting the Dilly Meme team to get some sort of meme something that's eye-catching and like I'll uh, just earth-shattering like holy shit this is great I want to watch this commercial because we all hate fucking commercials let's let's be honest but everything from concept development branding and messaging video editing and production which we see every day from these memers graphic design music production I mean Liam memes and and, and Lauren Eve imagine having voices like those two singing in, in some of these memes it, it, it makes me it, it, it's unbelievable how some of these people do voiceovers deep fakes and shallow fakes. I mean, they write articles about them. Look at the, the DeSantis deep fake video that people are going crazy about. They're dropping out of the race. The video that is a deep fake, but should be real. Storyboards, voiceovers, parodies, songwriting. I mean, everything you could think of. 
So if you own a business or you're a content creator and you want to, I don't know, you just want to ex- feature your brand and, and market your brand, get a hold of the Dilly Meme team. You have people like Ramble Rants, Phantom Shadow, uh, so many others that, that, that work on these projects. Uh, they, they hit it out of the park for, uh, for my cigar commercial, which I guess since we're on the topic, I guess so before that, DillyMeanTeam.com. Check them out, especially if you have a business or something that you need to promote and market. They will do anything you want, and it is absolutely wild. And the easiest, I've, I've dealt with big marketing companies before. Like I'm talking big marketing companies. I've spent big money on marketing for, for business ventures I'm involved in. And they're such a p- pains in the ass, literal assholes to deal with during the whole process. This was actually fun. This was fun to deal with the Dilly Meme team doing all this. No pressure. It was great. And I'll tell you what, already just from the, the, the sponsorship from the Dilly show, which is completely separate than, than the marketing, both worth every penny. Worth every penny. And I'm a business guy. I'm not going to throw money into a black hole. I've done that many times. Now with the Dilly Meme team, worth every fucking penny. DillyMemeTeam.com, go to them, check them out, use their marketing services. Okay, Brendan Dilly, I'm done giving you the virtual handy for today. Anyway, but you know what? Since we're, we're talking about it, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. I'm going to play the, the cigar commercial now. And uh, you, you're probably going to be seeing it every day as a commercial in the show, but... When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars. A premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot Cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot cigars. How great is that how great is that the dilly meme team ramble rants was in the chat unbelievable work phantom shadow everybody who was part of this unbelievable mypatriotcigars.com use promo code maga 25 percent off you get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks i'm buying more right now rocket you're <laughs> you're great you guys are great seriously <clears throat> all right 
enough of that. Gamora, Band Mom's in the chat. Rocket, Lorraine. Good morning, everybody. We got a bunch of people in the chat. Glad everybody's here. Love it, love it, love it. Yes, thank you, Ramble Rants. Thank you so much. It it shows you guys love to help MAGA brands, and it's uh it's works. It's a success. Whatever you guys are doing, whatever the methods are and the algorithms are, and whatever it is that you guys are using is an absolute success. All right. We had the, I, I don't know. I, we had this impeachment inquiry last night and I, I sat and I started watching it and I, it was one of those things. It was like a fucking train wreck. I couldn't look away and I watched it almost all the way to the end. Like I literally was texting people. I had an appointment. I canceled it because I just, I hated every minute of it. Every minute. I was, it was, it was an abomination. It was, it was embarrassing. It was completely embarrassing. If, if you didn't watch it, save yourself the headache because you had moron Democrats and moron Republicans. And when I mean, I mean that the cringe moments and the cringe effects on both sides were unbelievable. I hated the fact I, and and I don't even like saying this. I hated the fact that I had to sit there and agree with some of the Democrat talking points in the impeachment inquiry, only to the fact that, and I've said this before, you know, you talk about, oh, they have all these emails from these, these aliases and the bank statements and everything else. I hate, I hate this. I hate this with, with all of my being because we know, I feel like I'm trapped in a bottle because we know the big guy. We know Hunter Biden that there is so much evidence there that they they could put him in jail tomorrow if they really wanted to, but to forensically tie it to the big guy, the boss of the Biden crime family, who was so well insulated with shell companies and family members, and and plausible deniability, and I'm no attorney. It's like I feel like this might have been like they shot their load too soon. Like, this was a premature thing. And I've said from the start, I, I, I think impeaching Joe Biden and all of this is a waste of time, money, and resources. I really do. When I believe that they should have gone after and still should go after Alejandro Mayorkas and meritless Merrick Garland. But listen, it is what it is. We know this is optics. We know all of this stuff is going to be in the congressional record. Literally, the Democrats sat there and interrupted so many times wanting to put the same evidence in the congressional record, in the record of the hearing, five and six times just to keep doing it. It's um, There, there is no other way to describe that impeachment he- uh, in- inquiry hearing as embarrassing and stupid. And I don't think it I don't think it should have happened. I'd love to know your thoughts about it if you watched it. I will tell you there was some and I'm not going to sit here and pay, play a bunch of clips for it. They're out there on on Twitter. I am going to play one that I thought was great. One because well, I really think the guy is um is up and coming. He knows his shit. I really like Byron Donalds. I do think he's a badass. He is a loyal Trump supporter. He's come around a lot. I'd like to see good things for him. Maybe a governorship of, of the state of Florida. I know Matt Gates is talking about running, to be honest. I think I'd almost like to see Byron Donalds as governor of Florida. I'd love to see him as Trump's VP candidate, but it's just 
logistically it can't happen. And Byron Donald just isn't ready for a national ticket. Maybe, maybe a governorship of Florida, maybe a state Senate seat <clears throat> or, or, or something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he, uh, he went on, it's about a five minute video. I think it's worth uh, listening. He's very well spoken. He knows his shit in the financial world. And he was probably one of the, I'd say most telling uh, clips of the day. And thank God for him, mostly. I think most of the other Republicans sounded like clowns there, including Marjorie Taylor knee pads. I'm sorry, I can't stand her. I know she's a Trump loyalist. I know Trump loves her. She's a great fundraiser. She's, she's great and she's loyal. But she also blows Kevin McCarthy both, both literally and figuratively on the House floor. And I, I, can't, I can't take that, that, that fence rider. And if you're, she's, she's a firebrand, but, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm tired of her shit. Anyway, this is Byron Donald yesterday at the hearing. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Dubinsky, I'm going to come to you quickly. A lot of talk about evidence. On the screens in the room, we have an organizational chart from the IRS investigative team that was looking into the business practices of Hunter Biden and his associates. This org chart is from 2014. Now, Mr. Dubinsky, when my former life, I was in community banking, and I'm, com I'm comfortable with looking at organizational charts. I like this guy When a I lot. first saw this chart, the first thing I thought about was a real estate holding company or a developer, and this is not to demean developers in the great east state of America, but developers typically have multiple companies that float with various business interests and business lines. But the funny thing is that in the business dealings of Hunter Biden, there is no real estate, none at all. So, Mr. Dubinsky, in your professional experience, looking at this organizational chart of business structure, what do you see here? I see a very complicated structure of entities uh, that are interrelated and would give me concern. If I were an investigator, I would want to know what's going on in these entities, who's behind them, how's, how's the money moving between them, and what is the substance of the transactions? What's really going on here? Mr. Dubinsky, do you think it's in the, in the interest of this committee that is now in an inquiry phase to actually find out all of the... Uh, flow of money between these entities and what the purpose was? Absolutely. Uh, next slide, please. For my colleagues on the other side, we're going to start talking evidence now. This is now a slide <laughs> of the organizational chart of the Hunter Biden business, business uh, companies and, and with associates from 2018, from the same IRS investigators who were broke down the business structure in 2014. Does this slide cause you the same concern, Mr. Dubinsky? Yes, it does. Okay, now let's talk about some more. Actually, one point I want to make on this. Ladies and gentlemen, if, and I know it's kind of small, so I would love to submit, I will submit all this for the record. I would love my colleagues on the other side to see this. In 2014, one of the key owners was Devin Archer, who did testify and who did, was, uh, uh, was under deposition under oath by the Oversight Committee. In 2018, Devin Archer is no longer listed, but his wife, Krista Archer, is now listed. Mr. Dubinsky, when you see a situation where ownership interest moves from one spouse to the other, is that a concern of some level of fraud potentially? I, I would call it a red flag. That's something I would look at and, and again, try to get to the bottom of what happened there. Was it just transferred? Was there money behind it? What was going on? Okay, thank you. Next slide. Now, this is to a text message. This is a text message um, between... Uh, it's going to Naomi Biden. That's what this one is. Hold on, wait, so let me get my stuff back. There we go. Sorry. This is the WhatsApp text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. In this text message, it clearly says, anyway, we can talk later, 
but you've been drawn into something purely for the purpose of protecting dad. Protecting dad. This is between Hunter Biden and Jim Biden. Last time I checked, the father of Jim Biden and Joe Biden is now passed away. So I'm assuming this is Hunter Biden saying to Jim Biden, the president's brother, that you've been brought in this for the sole purpose of protecting dad. Miss O'Connor, do you think that this text message would lead this committee to get further information about the business dealings of Hunter Biden and how that actually links to Jim Biden, the president's brother, and why they are so concerned with protecting Dad, a.k.a. Joe Biden, a.k.a. the president of the United States. The big yes. guy. The big Thank guy. You. Next slide, please. This is a text message between um, Hunter Biden and Naomi Biden. And it, this one is a famous one. Everybody knows this one. This is a famous one that says, I hope you all do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard. But don't worry. Unlike Pop... I won't make you I won't make you give me half your salary. Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw a text message like this in a potential money laundering operation or a potential pay for play operation, would you be looking for information related to money going from son to father? Absolutely, without a doubt. That's not Thank evidence. You. Next slide. Oh, this is a fun one. Ladies and gentlemen, this one is from 2018. This is about four months before Joe Biden launched his campaign for president of the United States, December 2018. The highlight is, this is a text message between Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden was in a bad way, by the way. He was, he was really strung out. He lost a bunch of money. He needed help. Jim Biden says, this can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. It'll probably take several months and everybody can read the text. Ms. O'Connor, Mr. Dubinsky, if you saw text messages like this between the president's brother and the president's son, wouldn't you be concerned about them trying to give plausible deniability for the president of the United States to not have any knowledge of said business dealings? It's worth it. time to try, but please. So this, this text message that he has up that he's talking about, I want, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. Where this is between... Uh, is it Jim Biden and, and, and Hunter Biden? This can work. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. Uh, w if we, as usual, just need several months of his help for this to work. Let's talk about it. It makes perfect sense to me. This is difficult to fully vet without talking. Will you please call me on W slash A WhatsApp, which is pretty much encrypted, so they don't want the discussion traced. We can develop a plan together. It can work. I'm going to try to call you again. Please answer. I can and I will. Uh, crisis with Caroline. Same problem with P and New York Post. Dealing with it as we speak. She is okay. I believe I have it under control. I get back to you ASAP. So, listen. There's a lot going on. But there needs to be more, in my opinion. And I'm not an attorney. There needs to be more. There needs to be a lot more. Everybody's talking about these emails and these bank statements. Unless you can directly tie some type of fraud and financial gain or money laundering or pay to play to Joe Biden, all you have is a president's son, a senator's son, a former vice president's son who committed a lot of fraud, who can go to jail for a long time. And that's why I think right now this whole impeachment inquiry is nonsense. Byron Donalds is 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 on fire. He's on it. 
Others are as well, but I, I just, I think if you go back and you watched the whole thing in its entirety, at one point I just hung my head like I, I was embarrassed. The mockery from the Democrats, the laughter from the galley, the, the gallery, whatever you want to call it, the people coming and going, they kept, the, the Democrats keep saying this is not a serious inquiry. People keep getting up and leaving. Republicans showing up late. The blatant stalling for votes on different things like this, this, the, the Democrats wanting to subpoena Rudy Giuliani. The Republicans feverishly trying to get votes as they're walking in the room late to stop the subpoena of Rudy Giuliani. I, I just, I don't think the Republicans helped the cause of the Biden impeachment inquiry at all by having that hearing yesterday. It was com- it was an embarrass it was an it was an embarrassment it was an embarrassment, and they need a big team huddle and figure out what the hell they're gonna do because this ain't it it's not it it's just not it and what three hundred and fifteen days into this investigation and at the the I guess the only good thing that should have happened from the start that came out of it was James Comer who chaired the investigation right he's the uh, the oversight committee chair literally at the end decided, okay, we're going to subpoena Hunter Biden and James Biden 315 days after launching the probe into the family, almost a full year. I didn't realize that much time went by. You don't realize it until you actually see it in your face. Why so long? Why did we wait so long? This is sitting, this is festering. The country is in chaos. You know, the world is in chaos. And the Democrats have this great narrative of this entire impeachment is a sham. And people are buying it. And and I I think there there are other people more important to go after, like the minions. Like, you know, we should be going after Alejandro Mayorkas for crimes against humanity, for for facilitating human trafficking and the treatment of migrants. And I'm sure it's so simple to go back and see how many illegal federal, how many federal immigration laws have been allowed to be broken at the behest of the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandra Mayorkas. Yes, Hog, I agree. She is. Marjorie Taylor Neepads is a disloyal hoe. That's why I dubbed her Marjorie Taylor Knee Pads. She's run through about two dozen staffers on Capitol Hill, plus two gym trainers. Her poor husband, who's apparently respected, you know, on Capitol Hill by some by people, and they felt very bad for him. The shaved orangutan. I can't stand her. I cannot stand her. But she's not going anywhere. You know, Lauren Boebert, she's probably not going to make it through the next election. But I, and I had said that before. She had the titty grab. I don't care about that. She's just, you know, whatever. What happened to Katie Hobbs? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently she was out, what, for a day? I mean, she might be back by now. She stepped down as Arizona governor for I don't know how for how long. Who knows? She she got a haircut. She looks like a complete bull dyke now. The last, I saw a picture of her last night. Like, it was weird. Like, she had that half-shaved head thing going. I don't know. But 315 days after launching the probe, now we're going to subpoena Hunter and James Biden. Which, what, you don't think? Do you think Hunter Biden is going to show up at a congressional hearing? Do you think James Biden might? 
you think Hunter Biden would, you don't think Hunter Biden's going to be protected? You don't think the DOJ might step in or so there's going to be some sort of roadblock why Hunter Biden cannot testify at a hearing under oath? You don't think that's going to come about? I'd almost bet money that Hunter Biden gets off the hook and and does not testify at a hearing. I mean, which obviously goes to show they have they have more things to hide. But it would be interesting to see if Hunter Biden will actually show up when he served with with a subpoena. I'll believe it when I hear in the news that he has been served with a subpoena. They say they subpoena. They're going to send the subpoena to Hunter and James Biden. What do you all think? House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer subpoenaed Hunter and James Biden on Thursday, 315 days after formally launching an investigation into the Biden family, including President Joe Biden. I don't see Hunter going at all. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. And see it's mentioned in the chat. Hit the thumbs up or you're a fed. Please. Helps help tickle the rumble video algorithm. It really helps. It's been helping a lot. And uh, the page has been seen and gaining followers every day to the page. We're gaining more viewership. So we're getting some new people pop in the chat. AP Filth is going to eat his left shoe if Hunter actually testifies. Yeah. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll be Hunter testifying at a congressional hearing. I don't think it'll ever get to articles of impeachment to Joe Biden. If it does, it's just getting it, it's getting squashed. Lick the like button. Do not lick your phones. Do not lick your device. That's disgusting. But just give that little follow button and thumbs up button just a little, little tickle. Just tickle it a little. Don't be a fed. Thank you, Rocket. Comer seeks to compel the personal and business bank records of Hunter Biden and James Biden to further link Joe Biden to his family's foreign deals. Unless they're going to tie directly, forensically, financials, taking payments, the big guy, Joe Biden, he's insulated. Plausible deniability. It wasn't him. That's what they're going to do. He's not going anywhere. Joe Biden's going to die a past president. Joe Biden is going to finish his term. And Joe Biden's going to have a giant state funeral like a past president, and they're going to laugh all the way to his grave. That's my prediction. Nothing is going to, this is a big, nothing is going to happen. It's not a nothing burger, but I, I believe that they are so cunning and sophisticated in this crime syndicate, maybe we'll call it, we will call it. They won't, um, they won't get them. It's unfortunate. There's so much there. The whole family's sick, but they're not going to get him. But again, while wrapping up yesterday's first impeachment inquiry, I was going to have a second embarrassment. It's like the, it's like watching the GOP debates. Like, like come on, man. All the, all the Democrats did was turn it into a Donald Trump show. That's all they did. They knew it was televised. Donald Trump, 91 indictments. Let's put into record the 91 indictments of the former president. They, they shot themselves in the foot a few times talking about just how they went, how they, how they, they were accusing the Republicans going after Joe Biden with no evidence. The same thing they did to Donald Trump. They kept talking about Donald Trump. They kept talking about Rudy Giuliani getting indicted in Fulton uh, County, uh, Georgia. So many things. They and and obviously they 
we knew they were going to do that. They made a mockery of the hearing to the point where people were leaving. The, the, the gallery was full, and halfway through it, it was more than half empty. There was nobody waiting to get in. You know, the, there was a big press pool there, and even they left. Even they left. There four witnesses there. It was, um, it was very unsatisfying, but I couldn't stop watching it because literally it was like a train wreck. I was like, what is this? Why is this going on? You were, you were, it was just like a bunch, it was a bunch of grown monkeys just sitting there. The only thing they were missing was just handfuls of shit throwing it out of, out of each other. You know, they, they had evidence. It's not evidence. It is evidence. It's just, there's no facts. They're all facts. It's stupid. And I think they're in trouble. Uh, with, and I think they're in over their head in this whole Biden impeachment thing. Hunter Biden, private citizen. It, it's, there's so much involved. But, you know, maybe maybe there'll be some damning moment that'll be like, hey, got you. And, and while they're doing that, I mean, are we, we going to shut down? I, I, I want to shut down. I want a government shutdown. I want a government shutdown to prove the point. I want people to suffer. I don't care about welfare recipients. Most military members will get it. <clears throat> they'll be pissed off that they're not getting paid. but. We, we need to work on things in this country and not give billions of dollars to Ukraine. Now, apparently late last night, there were three spending bills that were passed in the House. Uh, they, they separated, they stripped the $300 million, which they should be stripping all of it, but apparently this bill was a $300 million aid spending bill for Ukraine that they stripped it out of the continuing resolution and this was all happening late last night. I was trying to look at some of it this morning. It's still a little confusing to me, but apparently, so this is from the New York Post that came out about 2 o'clock this morning, that House narrowly passes three spending bills with days before government shutdown. So now it has to go to the Senate. Rand Paul and it was J.D. Vance and several other senators are very clear. If there's anything that has to do with funding Ukraine or any other government, they will not pass. They will not pass it. They will vote no, which I agree with. Today is a great day to end foreign aid, especially to Ukraine. I'm done with it. I'm done with it when they spit in the faces of the residents of Maui and give them $700 a household. I'm done with it when the people in East Palestine, Ohio, they're not even talking about it anymore. We don't even know what's going on with them and how they're faring and, and, and what's happening with them as far as aid, nothing, zero. So last night, they're, they're voting on bills and they're stripping funding out, but apparently they passed a standalone Ukraine aid spending bill for $300 million. House lawmakers narrowly passed three appropriation bills Thursday that fund the State Department and Foreign Operations, the Department of Defense, and the Department of Homeland Security through fiscal year 2024. As Republicans inch closer to a vote on a measure that could temporarily avert a government shutdown for like 30 days. And the Senate's working on something to keep it open through sometime in November. The State Department and Foreign Operations legislation passed in a 216 to 212 vote with Reps Marjorie Taylor Neepads and Brian Fitzpatrick voting against the bill, the only Republicans to do so. Listen, I'll give it to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She, she votes... I, I like the way she votes. I just personally can't stand her. But voting matters. But she she's 
I feel like she's a snake in the grass. She's she stabs people in the back. I'm just I'm not on the Marjorie Taylor knee pads, gravy train, and fangirl, like, oh, fanboy, whatever. Like, no, no, I'm just, I'm not. And any money that we have to give to anybody, we'd have to borrow it anyway and print it. Cause yes, we are bankrupt. It's completely ridiculous. We can't, but they will borrow our way out of debt. That's the problem. Or just print more money or have to borrow it. Provisions in the annual spending bill that would make funds available to Ukraine as it counters Russia's invasions were a sticking point for some Republican lawmakers, such as Marjorie Taylor. I'll call her green. I'll stop with the knee pads. Marjorie Taylor Green, who called the $50 billion bill a blank check for Joe Biden to fund his proxy war in Ukraine. Makes sense because it's all a big money laundering scheme that ends up in, in campaign funds anyway. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy stripped $300 million in Ukraine aid from the defense spending bill Wednesday night in an effort to garner more GOP support for the Pentagon bill. Absent Ukraine aid cleared the lower chamber in a 218 to 210 vote with two Republicans opposing it uh tim burchett and ken buck and two democrat uh, representatives uh jared golden and marie uh glusenkamp perez no idea who that is joining republicans to pass it so that's the pentagon bill that did not have the ukraine aid that they stripped out of it to 300 million but a standalone bill providing 300 million in aid to ukraine passed late last night in a 311 to 117 vote to approve the funding, with more than 100 Republicans joining all Democrats in approving the legislation to give $300 million more in aid to Ukraine. I don't know who those 117 Republicans, uh, the, no, I'm sorry, I don't know who the more than 100 Republicans are yet. I'm sure there'll be a list out if it's not already, I just haven't seen it. The Homeland Security spending measure, which includes more than $2 billion for construction of a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border, passed, I thought they didn't want walls, 220 to 208, with uh, two Democrats again joining Republicans to pass legislation. So there's the $300 million in Ukraine aid, 2024 defense spending. The passage of bills marks the the first time since July that the House has been able to spend appropriations, uh, send appropriations legislation to the Senate. House and Senate leaders are scrambling to pass 12 appropriation bills by January 1st, 2024, to avoid a 1% across the board cut in federal spending. They should be cutting 50% of federal spending. I'm sure we can find it and get ourselves in the black. A flurry of successful votes Thursday will not impact a September 30th government funding deadline, but could nudge conservative hardliners to support a short-term funding stopgap. The, the, the Senate is working on some sort of stopgap to fund the government, known as a continuing resolution. The House is expected to take up a vote on a continuing resolution that would fund the government for an additional 30 days today on Friday. Meanwhile, the Senate is considering its own bipartisan stopgap measure that would keep the government open through November 17th. I still got time. I've got time to do other things, McCarthy told reporters Thursday evening, adding at the end of the day, we'll get it done. Will it get done? Listen, I want to see military members get paid. I want to see federal employees get paid. I want to see the border patrol agents get paid. I don't want I don't want to see them go through holidays with their family struggling. 
but enough is enough with the sending. I, I want to shut down. I mean, I, I, I hate to see it, but I'd love to see it at the same time. I want to shut down. I don't want another dollar going to Ukraine. I'm tired of these people. And I was doing some searches on Twitter today, like Ukraine aid. And I was looking at all these morons saying, if we don't send military and financial aid to Ukraine, we will, we will propel ourselves into World War III. And I'm there like six o'clock this morning. S sign up all fighting age men in your family for the military pronto. Because they were like, we have to send aid and military there pronto. <sighs> we can't borrow our way out of debt, only produce our way out. Keep printing. Buy more printers. Buy more printers. Quick economics. Yep. This, yeah, the scary thing is for every dollar you put in the bank, they will loan out 10 per dollar. Then every one of those loaned out dollars can generate another $10 to be loaned. America first. Republicans. It's, it's listen. Um, I, I, all of this fuckery that goes on in that Capitol building under our noses that we're not paying attention about. It's just disgusting. And as regular Americans, like we're tired of the bullshit. We're tired of it. You know, that Ukraine aid, they said something. It's like it co it's costing probably more, but they're saying like $900 additional per American family, I guess a year. It's got to be more than that. But, you know, and MAGA Republicans were so evil. That's the new MAGA Republicans. Why do we want a government shutdown? Well, for one, our government has been weaponized against, well, millions of Americans, if you really want to talk about it, tens of millions of Americans, if you want to talk about censorship and speech and political persecutions and political prosecutions. Our weaponized government raided a former President Trump, uh, former President Trump's house. They've indicted him four times. Two of them federally, they should be demanding federal pardons. Has any Republican even said, any Republican lawmaker in the House or Senate, have they even said that we should be requesting forcefully with a threat of a government shutdown? Because I would do that. I'm a scumbag. Where Joe Biden, you have to fit, you have to consider, you have to pardon Donald Trump in both federal indictments, or we're not voting on a single thing. Imagine the whole Freedom Caucus just stop all voting. I, and I've said it, and I've said this to Congressman George Santos on the phone. I've said it to other people. I want a good old-fashioned bank robbery hostage situation. Give us what we want, or these are the consequences. Imprisonment of peaceful January 6th protesters. Censoring our speech overtaxing the shit out of us and sending it overseas, causing American families to do nothing but struggle, spending it's causing unbelievable inflation. And then they send the, the alphabet agencies to go target parents, soccer moms, and label them as domestic terrorists or threats to society. FBI raiding homes, killing veterans and not releasing any information as to why or making up information as to why, opening our borders, allowing millions of illegal aliens to come into our country because the Democrats want them to vote. I mean, close the border. Border security, get the economy back going. That's the only way it's going to, only way our economy is going to get back to any 
sort of functionality that we all enjoy is 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 closing the border. I mean that, that that's a big one, I think. And not and also you know rigging of our elections. Why do we want a government shutdown? Yeah, Democrats last night in the inquiry, impeachment inquiry, talking about you know uh, Rudy Giuliani talking defaming Dominion voting machines because you know they all love the Dominion voting machines. Take our take our money. Take our money. Invest it and 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 buy all of these the development and buy all of these vaccines. Sell them to other countries with our tax money. We don't see any of that benefit, though. We don't see any of that. And then force Americans to inject their bodies with poison. Okay, okay. Mr. T made a video. Was it yesterday or the day before? I posted it. Mr. T, ah, pity the fool. He didn't have as much gold on. He looks old as fuck because he's vaccinated. Went to get a booster shot, talking about Mr. T getting his booster and his and his, his COVID booster and his uh, flu shot all at the same time. Mr. T has become Mr. V, so pretty soon he will R.I.P., I'm sure, because he looks sick. Really sad, Mr. T. Yep. Our government is... In my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree, the greatest threat to our republic, liberties, freedom, than anything else that we can imagine. Why would we want the government to stay open? What's going on in the chat? Diane Feinstein dies. Are you surprised? I thought she died years ago. She, she, they, they literally brought a half-rotting corpse in a wheelchair and had staffers tell her how to vote. Like, she, she made the Crypt Keeper look like a Vogue model. And we have a fact check on it. Benny Johnson and ALX reporting, trying to confirm... Yeah, Mr. T became Mr. V. Oh, this should be easy. Stand by. We're live here, people. Stand by. And we're going over 9 o'clock, just so you know. It's Freedom Friday. I hope you stick around. If you can't, well, that's your problem. Hold on. Here we go. Um, top stories. Here we go. NBC News. Senator Dianne Feinstein, a trailblazer in U.S. politics. And the longest-serving woman in the Senate dies at age 90. Oh, at least they got a halfway decent picture of her. Now she looks like just like she died four years ago and has been sitting out in the sun. Feinstein, elected in 1992, was a vocal gun control advocate. Oh, well, there's no love lost there. Who often sought common ground with Republicans, sometimes frustrating her more liberal co colleagues. She did aggravate Democrats at times. She did. She did. She did. She did. Yep. See ya. So interesting comment in the chat, and I'd said this. I don't I wonder if they will now this this could be this could be big people. This could be huge. How about this scenario? How about this one? Kamala Harris, right? She uh was a 
She was the attorney general of California. She was senator of California before she was vice president. They know Joe Biden is fucked. The Democrats have a huge open door here. Huge open door. And if they go to Kamala Harris and say, listen, here's the deal, cackling Kamala. You're never going to be president of the United States. Ever. Joe Biden is not running again. You're not on a ticket. Here's what needs to happen for the, for the best of the party. What's best for the party. Gavin Newsom is going to appoint you senator. So yeah, it's, you're going to take the Senate seat in California, Dianne Feinstein's seat. But it's also the seat that I believe Adam Schiff is, is gonna, was running for. So there's a whole dynamic they can do. But just one scenario, Kamala Harris, you're going to be, um, or, or, she's either going to be made senator, or they're going to have a special election for that seat. Gavin Newsom is going to resign as governor, become the vice president. Kamala Harris is going to resign as vice president and become the governor, and they'll have a special election, and the Democrats will get her elected governor in California. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? And then they have Gavin Newsom as the vice president, and he's just going to run. Then Biden becomes an official placeholder. Hmm. So many, there's going to be so many theories surrounding this today. It's still early. It's still early on the West Coast. You know, it's, it, it should be interesting. Diane, Fe the Crypt Keeper is dead. Maybe, yeah. All right. Well, it is what it is. But, yeah. I want, uh, I want a government shutdown. You know who else wants a government shutdown? The great memer Phantom Shadow. Because if not, he wouldn't have made this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I love seven, it. Down, shut him down. 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 I love it. Robin is flying. Hold it now. <laughs> shut him down. Shut him, shut him down. Shut down the government. Defund the FBI. Defund the ATF. Fuck them all. They're all commie scumbags. My door should be getting kicked in in three, two. Nope, we're good. I guess they're still sitting across the street in their flower delivery truck. <laughs> I don't know. I think it, they have to reach a deal by midnight tonight. A complete deal to avoid a shutdown. I'm praying that I'm at this wedding and the government is shut down. I'll be with a lot of liberals tonight, too. A lot of young millennial liberals. And I'll be celebrating a government shutdown if it happens. I will love it. All right. Enough with our corrupt government. Let's talk about another one for a second. Oh, <clears throat> that's Laura. For a oh, yeah. 
BLVKP. I know that that's AP Unfiltered's other name because he uses that in other in other things. I wish he would have known. I would have messed with Alan. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I'm just looking in the chat here. Yeah, I like Mr. T too. I'm really upset that that happened. Mr. T became Mr. V. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up and hit the follow if you haven't. We are live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern on Rumble. 1776live.tv is the best way you can find it. Please do. We have a lot of fun in the mornings. You guys are great. You know what's not great? Ukrainian Nazis. Ukrainian Nazis suck. Canada celebrated one in there. House of Commons, where they wear ridiculous fucking outfits as a Speaker of the House. That guy resigned, didn't vet the World War II Waffen-SS Nazi that they paraded through a standing ovation with <sighs> President Vladimir Zelensky, the best guy, the best piano player with his penis in the world, apparently. Um, well... The Ukrainian Nazis, also known as the Azov Brigade, we know about all that. And we know that even Democrats before this war, they were all labeled as white supremacists. The neo-Nazi Azov Brigade. I'll bring the cigars. <clears throat> so this came out back it was on Sunday. The Ukrainian neo-Nazi Azov Brigade had what they call the Day of the, Te of the Dead, celebrating their fallen comrades. They conduct the, a torchlight rallies all over Ukraine. Now, last year they had it in one central spot, but they weren't, I think, at war at that time or, or wasn't as, as bad as what's happening now or whatever. So now they had it all over Ukraine because the Azov Brigade is you know, deployed all over the place. And they're at war. But here, here's a, here's a picture. This is the Azov Brigade honoring, they call it the Day of the Dead. The neo-fascist Ukrainian Azov Brigade, which we're financing, by the way, which we're giving all the money and weapons to. The Azov Brigade, neo-Nazis, celebrated the Day of the Dead on Sunday, as it does every year on the autumn equinox in various locations in Ukraine. The pro-war mainstream media, now the mainstream media is all pro-war. They've always been, you know, warmongers, military industrial complex, money, 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 money. They used to criticize the Azov Brigade as Nazis, but now they pretend they don't exist. They don't even mention the word Azov Brigade. It's just Ukraine, 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 democracy. They don't want to have elections. They want to take your money. Fuck you, pay me. The Azov Brigade was founded in 2014 with funding by oligarch Igor Kolomoisky, who is believed to be the true owner of Hunter Biden's former employer, Burisma, and also funded the presidential campaign of Vladimir Zelensky. Oh, interesting. Obama, all them involved. Kolomoisky has since fallen into disfavor with the Kiev regime and was arrested on September 2nd. Oh... Apparently, there's an article that all comes together. Hunter, Burisma, Kolom Kolomoisky, Zelensky, and the children burned alive in Donetsk. All right. Well, they're all evil fucks. Before the war, Western media regularly reported on the neo-fascist elements of Ukrainian militias, which 
was again highlighted by Vladimir Zelensky's salute to a former member of the Waffen-SS before the Canadian Parliament just this past week on September 22nd since the start of the war. However, Western media have taken to downplaying the role of neo-fascist militias such as the Azov Brigade, which played a major role in the Battle of Mirapol and supplied Western media with intel and footage of the battle. These are all just photos of them having their Day of the Dead with their bonfires and all of their white supremacy with pretty much their double lightning bolt symbols on all of their photos, like the, the lightning strikes, like the Waffen-SS. I mean, look at it. This is white supremacy. This is white supremacy, people. Not drinking coffee and waking up early in the morning and going to the gym like good Americans do. That they say that's rooted in white supremacy. Every year on the the autumn equinox, the fighters of the Azov Regiment celebrate the Day of the Dead, wrote a Ukrainian blog. On this day, every Azovian honors his military brothers who sacrificed their lives for others and our country's independence. Look at them. It's like like Nazi flags. The names of our comrades who died during the nine-year war are forever inscribed in the history of Ukraine and their feet is in the memory of every Azov resident. This memory gives us the impetus to continue the struggle, even when it seems we no longer have the strength. That's a, a, a quote from the Azov Battalion. If every Azov Battalion militia fighter took their shirt off, how many swastikas or SS double lightning bolts tattoos would we find? How many would we find? How did Zelensky come out of that politically unscathed? Because they're all Nazi sympathizers, and it's all a scam directed by the Obamas and beyond. It's all a giant money laundering operation. It's it's insanity. All of the weapons stolen, all of the money being laundered, the SWAT stickers, where literally our media labeled this group as neo-Nazis. But now don't speak about them. Like they they don't exist. Now we're speaking about it. Say, hey, remember when you labeled these people neo-Nazis and now you're fighting tooth and nail for our government to fund them? They didn't think this whole thing through. As the regiment is currently carrying out combat missions, the torchlight ceremonies to honor the fall and took place at several different locations in previous years. In previous years, as our fighters convened for a central celebration evoking Norse Viking mythology as recently as 2022. Let me see if I'm able to play this without any ads. Yeah. This is the Azov Battalion last year, 2022. Hail Hitler. Look at that. Look at the salute. The one guy had his arm up. This is very weird. Imagine if an American military battalion 
had this type of ceremony, what our media would do and how it would be labeled. If a Marine regiment or an Army Ranger regiment had some sort of ceremony for fallen soldiers, exactly like this. Just put Americans there on what our media would label it as white supremacy, KKK-like, Nazi-like celebrations, satanic death, death cult, phantom shadow in the chat. Just say that these, this was a Marine regiment. How would our country and our media and our government label it? Everyone, would, whoever, they would be in trouble, court-martialed. What is this? We paid for that fiery boat. <laughs> we paid for all of this. We're going to continue to pay for it. This is sick. And we have Americans telling us we need to send military. We need to send money to help these people kill other people because it's democracy. No, it's money laundering, you stupid fucks. They're upset that Americans are waking up, that we're hip to this shit. I mean, come on. Really? The neo-Nazi propaganda right there. Neo-Nazi propaganda. Why? So early in the video, they had a guy. Hold on. Let me see if I can get to the screenshot and I'll show you. Give me one second here. This might be worth just seeing. Hold on. Okay. It's going to be... Nope. Hold on. Hold on one second. Okay. I paused it. I don't know if you could see. Right side of the screen, there's a, a shadow. The guy behind him, is he pointing or is he giving the Hail Hitler salute? I don't know if you could see it there on the screen to the right. And they had a lot of drone footage. They didn't have a lot of close-ups of people saluting or whatever they're doing. Yeah. So back to the article, because this is interesting. In 2018, our Congress, the United States Congress, banned funding from going to the Azov Brigade but the provision was stripped out before final passage. The 2018 spending bill specifically stipulated that none of the funds made available by this act may be used to provide arms, training, or other assistance to the Azov Battalion, who is currently receiving our funding. Here they are. This is pictures of recent, the recent one. White supremacy and neo-Nazism are unacceptable and have no place in our world. Representative Ro Khanna, Democrat out of California, who has worked well with Republicans before, especially Matt Gates, told The Hill in 2018, I am very pleased that the recently passed omnibus prevents the U.S. from providing arms and training assistance to the neo-Nazi Azov Battalion fighting in Ukraine. That was in 2018. Representative Ro Khanna, Democrat out of California, told The Hill 
that they are neo-Nazis, and he was happy that we were not funding them in 2018. Ever since the Orange Revolution began under President Bush, the U.S. has been complicit in the rehabilitation and spread of neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Enough is enough. Our government must stand up to the Azov Battalion and other fascist groups. Ro Khanna tweeted that in 2018. Now Representative Khanna now supports funding the war in Ukraine and deleted his tweet March 10th, 2022. I have voted for every, this is from Ro Khanna, I have voted for every defense package to Ukraine calling for exploring every diplomatic avenue to avoid nuclear war and seek a ceasefire while upholding Ukraine's sovereignty is what many constituents seek. Our nation should never silence or shout down debate the admin the administration does not that was october 4th 2022 here well here you go here's more with the fist on the chest very very odd symbolism from the logo listen our government our united states government labeled them as a neo-nazi group and we are funding them Yeah, Ukraine, by all definitions, is now an American colony. It's a 51st state. That's how they're treating it. That is how they're treating it. It's after nine, but we're still going. We got stuff. We got stuff to to do. It's Freedom Friday. I'm not doing a show tonight, so I'm going to be streaming for a little while because there are things I want to get to that I think are are interesting. All right. So we're going to keep funding Nazis in Ukraine. I mean, or are we going to shut down? Is it going to die in the Senate? $300 million spending bill. Biden wants $24 billion more to go to Ukraine. Where, where are we getting this? Hard $113 billion. They got to buy more laser printers. What are we doing? So while that's going on, our police all over, all over the country are struggling to enforce laws from savages who want to burn down cities, who want to loot stores, Ukraine is the new USA. Oh, Buck Fiden, what's going on, man? Yes, follow me on uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram. We always have fun on Twitter. Twitter is the battlefield. But police in um, inner cities are having problems because, well, they're Democrat-run and they're forced to not do their job. And if they do do their job, they are subjects to criminal Charges, civil charges, and just losing everything. So why should they bother? Mob rule has been ruling some of these inner cities since, well, the summer of love in 2020, which not only did people not really be held accountable, but they also were not, they were, they were paid. They were compensated after they sued, especially in New York City. And, and that's, that's just the way... It's been so in Philly. The this is from the Post Millennial. This is this is an interesting. So apparently, uh, there was a there was a police shooting where police officers shot someone during a a a, a, uh, a traffic stop, and there were no charges. The charges were dropped against a police officer. I guess it was a. They found that it was. Uh, an illegal shoot, whatever it was, and people went crazy, and they started rioting and looting Apple stores and Popeye's chicken. 
They all ate chicken. They all went and they stole the new iPhone 15s and then realized the iPhone 15s had trackers in them and they could be tracked. So they just started smashing them. Mob rule. And I say mob rule because the charges that were dropped against the police officer are now being, or former police officer, are now being refiled by the DA because of mob rule, because they're, they're starting to burn down the city. They had to force every liquor store in the city to close so it wouldn't get looted the next day. No more liquor stores are going to be open. They all like, and other stores. So Philly police arrest 52 people in connection with rioting and looting. Among the 52, so far, three are juveniles. And they've only arrested, I'm sure they've arrested more by now. So the Treehouse Antifa calls for a night of rage. There's a video, it's like it's from Jack Posobiec. Let's, uh, let's, I didn't, I have not watched this. I didn't even realize it was a video part of the article. This is Philadelphia. Listen, you have the right to peacefully assemble and protest all you want. But of course, these animals, why should we do that? We can get away with burning down the city and breaking windows and looting and then maybe end up suing and getting paid in a civil suit. Treehouse Antifa. What the heck is that? So here's what's going on. In the city of Atlanta, or I should say just outside the city of Atlanta, there is an ongoing, has been an ongoing standoff between police officers and members of local Antifa, anti-fascist organizations in and around the Georgia area, some coming even in from outside the area. And what they're doing is... The city of Atlanta wants to establish a police training center out of, outside of the city, and they're using this property, which was which is actually government-owned already. It's the old Atlanta prison farm. Now, we don't do prison farms anymore, so it has been largely abandoned. They want to use this abandoned area out in the forest to establish a new training center for police officers. Now, the city of Atlanta points out that they had more homicides in the year 2020 than they had had at any year since the 1990s. So homicides rising, crime is rising, police morale is low, of course, because of the actions of Black Lives Matter, the actions of Antifa, the actions of our own government to demonize police officers. All of this has been going on for about the last three years. in large part, the woke movement exists to demonize and destroy the institutions of law enforcement in our country or take over them and abolish it them. Oh, like we're not the doing this. Has just declared See, this is what I hate. Americans this is what again. I hate. Because if- of course, only make them work for their side. Eventually, what they want is a national police force that's run from the federal government, exactly like the FBI, but that would be actually controlling your neighborhoods, your street corners, yep. the places where you live. Federal police. This is, of course, what the uh, collectivists and central uh, planners would love, and that is why they demonize police so much. So police are trying, in Atlanta at least, are trying to set up new training center. And because there's going to be a mock village as part of the shooting range, the Antifa militants out there have called it Cop City. So they're calling this, so Trios Antifa has start, uh, called their protest Stop Cop City or Defend Atlanta Forest. And starting in late 2021, they, they actually established tree houses 
and very primitive types of perimeters so outside sick. the confines of where they're trying to build this thing, that land that was originally set up for the old Atlanta prison farm. And these Antifa militants have stayed out there. They've been resupplied by, uh, by their, their comrades, in some cases, finding resupply online. They still, of course, have access to power. They have access to the internet. And so they're receiving reinforcements and financial reimbursements from that and from their comrades. And they've established something of a makeshift autonomous zone. Now, it's nowhere near as developed as the Chaz was in Seattle when I was able to infiltrate that back in the summer of 2020. But what we're seeing out there not only the fact that they have dug in, they've been out there for over a year at this point, but they have become increasingly and increasingly militant to the point where during a police activity, and it, it's still kind of uncertain what no exactly forest, the activity no was, peace. a Georgia state trooper was closing in on this protest, on this autonomous zone that they've set up out in the forest, and he was shot at by one of the Antifa militants. The state trooper was injured. However, he did not die. Uh, he's still living, and, and it looks like he's going to be okay. And I bet no one's going to get arrested. All right, I'm not going to play that whole video. You get the point. Antifa, that they're they're taking over forests in Atlanta. They're taking over the streets in 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 Philly. And again, back to this article. Yeah, at least 52 people have now been arrested after a looting spree that took place across Philadelphia on Tuesday evening. Listen. They're doing shit like this still in, in, in New York City. It's not being widely uh, reported on, which is wild. They're just not. Some some investigative reporters will uh, will report on it. Antifa's actively running around New York City trying to um, uh, recruit illegal aliens living at the Roosevelt Hotel and other facilities. According to Fox 29, police say among the 52 arrested so far are three juveniles. Two firearms have also been recovered. There were a lot more than two firearms there. Police are also investigating an incident that occurred in northeast Philadelphia on Tuesday night where seven vehicles were stolen from a car lot. At least one of these vehicles have been recovered. And they're just stealing them just because. And here is Andy. This is Andy Knows' video uh, on Twitter of the... Uh, <laughs> of the ridiculous looting. I don't know why this is doing this. Hold on. This is all for social justice. This is all for justice. Social justice and, inc and includes inclusivity. Inc <laughs> inclusivity. <laughs> oh, it's only eight seconds. Let me play it again. Look, look, look. Center City. Yep. Steal everything. Steal it all. Steal it all. Why not, right? Authorities are investigating the possibility that a caravan of vehicles was involved in the hours-long looting spree driving from location to location across the city. The interim commissioner, John Stanford, says that some of those allegedly involved in the caravan have been arrested. Oh, Lululemon and the, Lululemon, their staff is told not to intervene with anybody shoplifting. I'll let them take what they want, $90. $90 yoga pants lululemon the apple store and footlocker in center city were damaged in what police called a coordinated attack so you need your 90 dollars yoga pants you need your iphone 15 that's going to track you so then they're just going to smash that and we got to go get some new kicks at footlocker and they also uh they, i saw some video of them where uh it was a pharmacy and a popeyes because they needed they need they were hungry and looting looting you 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 get a 
you work up a big appetite when you're when you're looting a city. Around 100 people, many of which were juveniles, reportedly gathered in the city, and they only arrested three juveniles. In northwest Philadelphia, the owner of Bruce Goldberg Northeast Pharmacy said that 40 bags of prescriptions filled for customers, which included blood pressure and AIDS medication, were stolen. So all of the looters are going to have they're going to have low blood pressure now, and if they have AIDS, they have AIDS medication. Okay. Everybody has AIDS now, apparently, especially if you get the the, uh, the clot shot. The wave of looting occurs the same day a judge dismissed charges. There you go. Against former police officer Mark Dial in the shooting death of Eddie Irizarry. Police body camera footage shown at the hearing revealed Irizarry holding a knife as police approached his vehicle during the traffic stop. He was shot and he was killed. One of those arrested... Dejaya Blackwell, who is also referred to as Meatball, who's actually a social media influencer, apparently, known as Meatball, was seen live streaming. Can you imagine? It's a girl, by the way, a fat black girl by the known, known as Meatball, was seen live streaming the chaos, chanting, everybody must eat, everybody must eat as looters were seen entering a liquor store that was broken into. Oh, here is a, here she is. This is, um, this is Meatball. Look, fine wines liquor store. That's Meatball. Oh, come on. There you go. Everybody must eat. There's a bunch of hungry motherfuckers. Lizzo Jr. Look. Street justice. Social justice. Uh oh, look, here come more people. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We need Hennessy and fried chicken and iPhones and sneakers. Okay. I mean, why would you live stream that? I mean, seriously. Why would you? I mean, this is how stupid they are. And she ended up getting caught. She did. There was another video of her getting pulled over and then arrested. But this goes now, one of them, one of the people arrested, was a man charged with murder and out on bail. He was among the 52 arrested after Philly looting and rioting. Kenneth Fry, upstanding member of society, 24, was accused of third-degree murder in the killing of 41-year-old Eric Pope in 2022. An accused murderer was, one of, was among one of the 52 individuals arrested in a looting spree that took place across Philadelphia on Tuesday evening. Kenneth Fry, 24, was out on bail when he was arrested by Philadelphia police for allegedly ransacking the Fine Wine and Good Spirits store on Gerard Avenue in West Philly. He was thirsty. He needed a taste. In 2022, Fry allegedly killed a gay man while working as a nightclub bouncer at the Taboo Lounge and Sports Bar in Center City. Fry is accused of sucker punching 41-year-old Eric Pope outside the club, which killed him. Wow, must have some, some punch on him. There you go. One of those arrested charged in Philadelphia looting. There he is. There's the tweet. There's the guy. He sucker punched, who ended up dying. 
Surveillance video from the incident shows Pope dancing outside the bar when Fry approached him and began and gave him a hard punch to the face. Pope lost consciousness after hitting his head on the concrete and went into a coma. So he died of a brain, a brain bleed. Yeah, died a week later in the hospital. Fry was charged with third-degree murder by municipal judge Karen Y. Simmons in July 2022, but Judge Lillian H. Ransom dismissed the charge and downgraded it to manslaughter in December 2022. Fry was arrested and charged with burglary for his alleged role in the mob-style ransacking that occurred throughout Philly on Tuesday evening. Following Fry's recent arrest, the DA's office filed a motion to revoke his bail in the prior case. Oh, wow. They're actually going to do something and keep this guy in jail after he killed somebody. And now he's rioting and looting the liquor store because a cop rightfully and legally shot someone at a car stop holding a knife that could have possibly killed the officer. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But. What happens? Mob rules. Mob rules. Because all of this, after, after liquor stores all across the city had to close because of rioters, where businesses had to close so their stock wouldn't get stolen and lose money that could possibly put them out of business because our economy fucking sucks thanks to the Democrat disgusting regime that rules. The Philly DA refiles charges against former officer accused of fatally shooting man during traffic stop. Dismissed the charges because the man had a knife. Dismissed the, the charges on Tuesday. Widespread looting took place across the city and they were like, you know what? Let's refile the charges against this former cop who rightfully shot this guy holding a knife threatening his life. Charges have been refiled by the Philly DA's office against former police officer Mark Dial, who was accused of fatally shooting Eddie Irizarry last month during a traffic stop. The office filed a motion on Tuesday afternoon to reinstate the charges, including murder, voluntary manslaughter, and aggravated assault. They're going to they're gonna charge this cop with murder now after they dropped all charges because the cop, the body cam footage showed the guy had a knife. Had a knife. Hold on, I got to stop for a second. Reza 685, I don't know who you are, and I, I'm, I'm not angry, but I'm, I'm going to give you one warning. And if there's a mod in the chat, whatever they want to do, they can do. Don't come onto my feed promoting another Rumble channel. I don't know who you are. I don't know who that Rumble channel is. I've never heard of you. You've never asked. So don't come in here and, and, and just throw links in the chat for people here to, uh, to click on. So that, that's your warning. AP Unfiltered, you see it. You can do whatever you want. If you're here for the for the show and the chat, great. But if you're here to just peddle bullshit and links that people should click on, don't do that. I don't have tolerance for it. So, me, um, I you know what, you know what, AP unfiltered, ban that fuck. I don't care who it is. That's the mood I'm in now. Ban them. You gone fucked up. Take your links and shove them up your ass. Thank you. Anyway. 
literally, this cop, there, there wasn't enough evidence. That, so, all right. The office filed the motion on Tuesday afternoon to reinstate the charges. Murder, voluntary manslaughter, aggravated assault. Just hours after a judge dismissed the case, Dial's next court appearance is scheduled for October 25th with, the, with this other judge. During the Tuesday hearing on the initial case, Judge Wendy Pooh, or Pugh, sorry, Wendy Pugh, <laughs> called a Pooh, ruled that there wasn't enough evidence to convict Dial of Izari's murder after viewing footage of the August 14th incident through the body cam. Defense attorneys argued that Dial had acted in self-defense. He is firing while trying to take cover, Dial's lawyer, Brian McConaughey said, arguing that his client was afraid for his life and that the charges and that the charges shouldn't have been brought forth in the first place. Every tragedy is not a crime. I agree with you 100%, the judge replied. In body cam footage, Dial was seen approaching a stopped vehicle in a police vehicle before getting out. A voice is heard telling the driver, I will fucking shoot you. Well, yeah, that's the cop. You have a knife. I'm going to fucking shoot you. Watch any cop video out there on YouTube and you'll hear it so many times. Stop or I'll fucking drop the gun or I'll fucking shoot you. Yeah, that's what happens. At least six shots were fired into the side of the car with police pulling Izari out of the vehicle and rushing him to the hospital in a police vehicle. So they didn't have him sit there and bleed out and wait for an ambulance to show up. They actually tried to help the guy and bring him to the hospital in the police car, which I've seen many times working as a medic in New York City where the ambulance might be delayed and they throw somebody in the police car and transport them to the closed hospital. Authorities said the incident occurred after officers spotted a car driving erratically. The point of this and all the details is charges were dropped. The, the mob rule, the, the mob looted the city and started destroying things, had to force business to close. And they said, you know what? We're going to refile charges because that's what the mob wants us to do. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Oh, maybe that maybe that troll was uh, Feinstein's ghost. Yeah, go to rezasucksballs.com. That's where that guy goes. I hate that shit. I really hate it. Don't, don't do that crap. I like trolls. Trolls are fun, but I don't want... I, I always worry that people, someone's going to drop a link and they're going to say, oh, it's someone in the chat. Let me click on this link. Not that it, I, I don't care if it pulled you, if the link pulled you away from the show. I don't want it to be a scam link. And somebody, now everybody has AIDS on their computer. Now everybody's computer has AIDS. Swift justice. Swift justice by the mods. I love it. That's what we need. No, zero tolerance. We're, we, don't, we don't allow mob. <laughs> we are the mob. We're the mob rule here. Get out. So we have mob rule ruling the city and we have illegal aliens ruling other cities. We have illegal aliens invaded and causing crime and they're child molesters and they're rapists and they're murderers. Everything Donald Trump said and was accused of being racist for saying. But you know what? Let's go to where I'm near, New York City, where it's flooding with illegal aliens flooded with illegal aliens to go out for a night in New York city. It's just, it doesn't make sense at this point. It doesn't make sense. They're in droves. They're on their scooters. They're making $3,000 a month riding, riding around on unregistered scooters, delivering food. So 
It's wild. It's wild. Anyway, back in where near I am, NYPD arrests illegal alien for allegedly molesting a seven-year-old girl in airport hotel that they turned into an illegal alien shelter. They're doing it in nursing homes in Staten Island. They took over the Roosevelt Hotel. There's other hotels that are going to have to pay a billion dollars, I think, for the year to house these illegal aliens. Hey, if this is what you voted for, for your Democrats in New York City, who now are turning around, even the Democrat mayor, Kathy Hochul, don't come here. We're overwhelmed. Kathy Hochul has to activate the National Guard just to help with processing illegal aliens. The man, illegal alien, allegedly held a knife against one of the girls and molested her. A 34-year-old illegal alien is accused of molesting a 7-year-old girl at knife point in a Queens hotel right on the border of Long Island. Queens is... I can be there in 30 minutes. A Queens hotel that is housing illegal immigrants after luring the girl and her twin sister to his room. Police sources told the New York Post that the girls and their family are staying at the hotel Mint, JFK Airport in Far Rockaway. They were playing in the hallway around 9.30 p.m. on Wednesday when the man convinced the two girls to follow him to a second-story room. The man allegedly held a knife against one of the girls and molested her. When the girl's mother knocked on the door, the man jumped out of the window to escape. He later walked back into the building through the hotel lobby where he was confronted by the girl's older brother. I would have killed him. A fight ensued with cops breaking up the brawl and arresting the man. Charges are still pending and his name has not been released by police. Hmm. I don't know why his, his photo should be everywhere. A neighbor of the hotel, 71-year-old Annette, described the conditions at the hotel as lawlessness. Of course, because that's what's happening to all these hotels that are being taken over by illegal aliens. They're becoming like illegal alien savage frat houses. The Roosevelt Hotel in New York City is in shambles. It's disgusting. A beautiful, beautiful hotel. The migrants have turned it into a shithole. It's complete lawless, she said. Clothes hanging out the windows, ruckus every night, walking around in the rain with no shoes, barely any clothes. God help those poor children. Now, I guess, I don't know, these poor children migrants as well? I mean, they, I, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost real, I, I like, thinking that. The hotel, which is sheltering, sheltering illegal aliens, is also accepting customer bookings. Oh, okay, so you can go and stay there with all the illegal aliens. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so when you book a hotel in the city, if you can get a hotel because they're canceling reservations, just ask. I would ask if you're coming to New York City, which you should never come. You should never come to New York City. Not now, not in any time in the foreseeable future because it sucks to hellhole. You might get killed in broad daylight taking money out of an ATM machine. Ask, do you have illegal aliens staying at the hotel? And if they say yes, next. The hotel, which is shelter, yeah, they're accepting customer bookings. One family who traveled from the UK wanting to come to New York and, and, and see Times Square. I love it. One family who traveled from the UK said the conditions of the hotel were appalling. They have been staying at the hotel for two weeks at $244 per night. Why would you stay there? Go on Airbnb. Stay on Long Island. What are you doing? Stay in Connecticut. 
What are you doing? Stay in Jersey. Stay somewhere else, you fucking morons. Two weeks travel from the UK to tourist around New York City. We booked it on Expedia, and it just said JFK Airport Hotel. Oh, I wish they knew someone here. They, that, that would have been the red flag right there. It's either an, an, a by-the-hour hotel or now illegal aliens or drug den. The Mint Hotel, JFK Airport. I know exactly where this hotel is. I see it all the time. Uh, Stuart Warburton, who was staying with his wife, Kim, and mother, Maureen, said. That's where they stayed, the Mint Hotel. It's like the reverse of the National Lampoon's vacation where they went to, uh, where they go, Europe, France, or wherever they went, and they had all those problems. We thought it was an airport hotel. It was absolutely disgusting in there, he continued. And every night between midnight and one, you hear all these children screaming, and then the parents push them out into the hallways and lock the doors, and they leave the kids out running around and screaming and going crazy unattended in the hallways all night. The conditions are terribly added. I wouldn't let my dog live there in these conditions. But you're letting your family live there for $244 a night for two weeks, you idiot. One Venezuelan couple who has been housed at the hotel for the past three days described the hotel conditions as wild and said they heard a commotion in the hallway on Wednesday. Last night, they were shouting, fighting outside. A man was shouting at another man in the front lobby door, but we went inside and locked the door, the woman told the Post on Thursday, noting that there were many children staying there, she said. She didn't know the people involved. Wow. And it, listen, it's open for business. It's an illegal shelter, for a shelter for illegal aliens. And here you have seven-year-olds getting molested at knife point by more illegal aliens. If you drive around New York City, you will see more what they call sex workers, fucking hookers out there, all mostly Hispanic and other of European descent, all illegal aliens. They're delivering food. They're fucking for money. They're robbing for money. And God knows what else. Trafficking, drug trafficking, human trafficking. What's happening to all these children? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Our government is completely fucked. And it's all by design. And it's all by design because of this scumbag. C3P memes. Well, I woke up to go give me a cold pop. Then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. And I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes and then Jesus. A riot from my life. And then a smooth gap behind I got bronchitis. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that.
This is great. C3P means. Said on the Lord Jesus is a fire. Said on the Lord Jesus is a fire. Said on the Lord Jesus is a fire. Oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is a fire. Lord Jesus is a fire. Said on the Lord Jesus is a fire. Said on the Lord Jesus is a fire. Oh Jesus, 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 Ah, C three P memes always great. Dilly meme team. I got bronchitis. I got bronchitis. Nobody got time for this. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's refugees everywhere. It, it's it's refugees, the illegal aliens. Uh, LA, oh, LA refugee over here. Yeah, I fled LA in 2016 to Pennsylvania. Yeah, listen, I, I'm. It's n- listen. I don't see it where I am in the suburbs, but is it only a matter of time? It's possible. We do have a Republican stronghold here right now. We have this whole flip on the island, which is great, and. You know, I want to. I want to get out of here. I want to get out of New York, regardless. I want to go to South Carolina. I'm not dismissing Florida. I'm really impartial to South Carolina. I, I going to be doing some traveling soon with the wife, and we're going to be looking at some areas there. And uh, yeah, Laura Ann, and you're in South Carolina. You're a Chicago refugee. I'm going to be a New York refugee, and I'm going to be going most likely to South Carolina. I want to check out Somerville. I want to check out Marl's Inlet. I want to check out some other areas. And um, I'm I'm excited for it. I, I I need I need I need to hit the restart. I need a change. Waiting for certain things to to happen here where I am, but um, you know, for it to make the transition easy. You know, I have a kid and things like that. But I I I want to get out of New York. It's horrible. It's horrible. But then you you look at some of these plays that you think are good, and it's like, ah, do I want to go there? Do I want to go to Florida? I don't want to go to Georgia, especially with what they're doing. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I had that. It was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Georgia GOP fucking commies that are just, to me, I always saw Georgia as this big red stronghold, conservative state. And now, you know, with election rigging, we have two Democrat senators. You have this phony Fanny Willis, and you have the you have the Democrat strongholds in Georgia. I get it. I don't know the dynamics of Georgia too well, so I don't know if I'm talking out of my head. It's just how I always perceived Georgia as a down south conservative area, with the exception of some of the blue pockets, you know, Atlanta and things like that. But now it's like the 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 Republicans there, uniparty rhino scumbags, are now. I don't know if you guys know this. Oh, before I get into it, let's chat. Uh, da, 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 hold on. Oh, Phantom Shadow still in the chat. Yeah, we have the Discord. We have the Discord. Uh, it's new. I haven't really been on it too much. If we get a lot of people on it, we'll definitely do some stuff there. Problem is, Black Rain, all the idiots have all moved up here because New York City is a shithole and brought all their shitty values with them, voting the same way they did that destroyed the city. And that's the problem, Jobs Dead. You know, you see that upstate. Uh, you know, I... We need to move. I get it. But the problem is the people that are moving and bringing their shitty values with them and their shitty votes. You know, was bad here in Southwest Florida, but DeSantis has been doing okay getting them out. Florida is full, infrastructure outdated. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say DeSantis was was totally shitty in Florida. No, he did good things for Florida, but he just he should stay in Florida. And yes, we're still building out the Discord. AP Unfiltered is on that shit greatly. So really quick, I'm going to finish up soon. It's going to be almost two hours, and usually we're doing an hour stream, but I appreciate everybody being here. And I don't know if you've heard about this. This is an exclusive with Breitbart, but Georgia Senate GOP caucus ousts Senator for trying to remove or take steps to possibly remove the corrupt district attorney, phony Fannie Willis, who indicted Donald Trump and all of his lawyers from office. Literally, there were some provisions that maybe have prevented this corrupt DA from doing what she has done and continues to do. And from merely looking into it, these commie Republicans, scumbags, decide, you know what, we're going to oust you from the GOP caucus for trying to remove this commie Democrat Trump Republican hater from office. The Georgia Senate Republican caucus voted on Thursday, yesterday, to remove State Senator Colton Moore from the caucus for taking a first step in August to defund, investigate, and possibly impeach Fulton County DA Fannie Willis, who levied 13 counts against former President Donald Trump. In a letter to Governor Brian Kemp, Moore announced an initiative in August to begin an emergency session to conduct a thorough investigation into the actions undertaken by Willis. An emergency legislative special session can come about two, two ways in Georgia. The governor can call an emergency session, or one can be called if three-fifths of both legislative chambers sign a letter demanding it. Kemp and state Senate Republicans apparently oppose working to investigate, defund, and impeach Willis and instead ousted more. So apparently, Brian Kemp was the governor, was uh, uh, complicit in this. Wouldn't this just be worth you're, you're indicting? You're indicting a past president. Forget about who it is. You're indicting a past president on state charges in your county. Don't you think that's worth investigation by a legislative body? Just because a elected DA who's a Democrat who hates Donald Trump, vocally hates Donald Trump, decides to indict based off what possibly a corrupt grand jury comes up with. Don't you think it's worth an investigation to look into under the circumstances? Because this is uncharted territories, a past president of the United States. So they opposed to investigate, defund, and impeach Willis and instead ousted this state senator, Colton Moore. Today's removal is a direct result of me calling on my Republican colleagues in the Senate to do their job and sign on to an emergency session to investigate Fannie Willis. Colton said in a statement is exclusively obtained by Breitbart News. Just wants to investigate of what is going on. The Georgia Constitution clearly outlines the legislature's power to call an emergency session to investigate a judicial officer, the DA. After urging my Republican Senate colleagues to join me, they responded by acting like children and throwing me out of the caucus. I stand by my Republican principles. I stand by the Republican platform. I will continue to serve as a Republican senator from the great state of Georgia. Unfortunately, now I will be I will be forced to refer to my colleagues who ran on being Trump conservatives as the Rhino Caucus. They should be the fucking commie caucus. The people of Georgia 
are 100% with me. This is the fight of our lifetime, and I will continue to double down to defend the rule of law and to do what is right. Recent Rasmussen polling shows that 82% of Georgia Republicans say Trump is unfairly prosecuted by Willis. 77% of Republicans also say they are not satisfied with tax dollars being used to prosecute Trump. Another 74% of Republicans support the Georgia legislature convening a special session to stop Willis from prosecuting Trump, or at least investigating it. Despite the feasible mechanism mechanisms of polling popularity, Kemp and many state Republicans dismissed Moore's initiative out of hand. Let me be clear. We have a law in the state of Georgia that clearly outlines the legal steps that can be taken if constituents believe their local prosecutors are violating their oath by engaging in unethical or illegal behavior, Kemp said in August. Up to this point, I've not seen any evidence that DA Willis, Willis's actions or lack thereof warrant action by the Prosecuting Attorney Oversight Commission. He won't even allow an investigation. Trump, along with many populist Republicans, praised Moore for doing something against what they term the weaponization of the justice system, because that's exactly what it is. A highly respected Georgia state senator called Moore deserves thanks and congratulations of, for, of everyone for having the courage and conviction to fight the radical left sick commie lunatics that any GOP Republican that voted to oust this guy out of the caucus is one of them. Trump said that in a video. With almost no retribution for those murders, shockingly indicted, indicted your favorite president, me, for a perfect phone call. She's very bad for America, she added. He added. She is very bad for Georgia. President Trump is with me. This is a tweet from Senator Colton Moore. President Trump is with me. He knows that my call for an emergency session to defund the corrupt Fannie Willis is the correct move. Sadly, Georgia Republicans are blocking my efforts. This is madness. No more empty promises. The people want action. Time to sign. So this is the video on X. Highly respected Georgia State Senator Colton Moore deserves thanks and congratulations of everyone for having the courage and conviction to fight the radical left lunatics who are so badly hurting the great state of Georgia and, frankly, the USA itself. Failed DA Fannie Willis, who has allowed Atlanta and Fulton County to become a record-setting murder and violent crime True. war zone with almost no retribution for those murderers shockingly indicted your favorite president, me, for a perfect phone call. She is very bad for America. She is very bad for Georgia. And the bottom line She's is we're going society. to win. We're going to turn our country around. I want to thank the great people of Georgia for putting up with this crap. Thank you very much. <laughs> he doesn't mince words. Putting up with this crap. But this is the problem, people. You have this sick DA and you have Republicans in Georgia that are supporting her. Are they, are they Trump haters? Like, I, I would say so. I would say so. It's like this all giant elaborate scheme. I'm going to leave it there. I had a couple other things I wanted to. Let me just check something here. Stand by. Stand by, people. You know what? We'll do one more, one one more story that I had brought up. Just more, you know, sick commie bullshit that's happening in this country. And then we're going to end with another great little uplifting video from one of the great memers, Lauren Eve. So 
This is a, another, what are we here? Gateway Pundit article. Federal judge strikes down Texas law banning minors from sexualized performances, including drag shows. Yes, you heard that right. Governor Abbott had signed into law a, a ban on allowing minors to attend drag shows and sexualized performances, and some federal judge strikes it down and says, well, that's against the First Amendment, and children should be allowed to be exploited by sexual performances, including drag shows. A federal judge has struck down a Texas, Texas. This is the same place that has that that town that developer made. Was it County Ridge or whatever the hell it's called that's holding 75,000 illegal aliens? He's giving out loans without Social Security numbers. And like just allowing people to have pieces of land to put trailers and tents on, and it can hold up to 200,000 illegal aliens. If this shit keeps up, Texas will turn blue. Where are my Texans? What's going on in Texas? Illegal aliens, developers building, developing towns for illegal aliens where cartels are freely operating in. I mean, what the fuck is going on in Texas? Are we not in a fucking bizarre clown world right now, Texas? And now a federal judge struck down a Texas law prohibiting sexualized performances and drag queen shows in the presence of a minor? Hey, but that's okay. Three out of four congressmen on Long Island, New York, voted in favor to keep funding the DOD to allow drag shows on military bases where children who live on military bases can attend. The sickness is real. The only New York congressman in my area that didn't vote for it was George Santos, who's gay, Hispanic, and had dressed up as a drag queen once before. And the other ones who turned their back on George Santos because he lied to and ran for office and fucking won and flipped the Biden district, they all voted to fund the DOD for drag queen shows at military bases. And now a Texas judge, federal judge, struck down this law. The legislation, Senate Bill 12, was signed into law by Governor Abbott in June. The law applies to performances containing nudity and the exhibition or representation, actual or simulated of sexual acts or performances that appeal to the prudent interests of sex, regardless of whether compensation for the performance is expected or received. On Tuesday, U.S. District Court David Hitner, fucking commie sick pervert, ruled that the law is too broad and it infringes on the First Amendment and chills free speech. Not all people will like or condone certain performances, Hitner wrote in his ruling. This is no difference than a person's opinion on certain comedy or genres of music. That alone does not strip First Amendment protection. Under the legislation, business and venues that break the law could have been fined up to $10,000 per violation. Performers who violate the law could be charged with a Class A misdemeanor, which will be punishable by up to one year in jail and a $4,000 fine. For shaking your dick and your fake tits and your ass and twerking in front of six-year-olds, yeah, I, I agree. If I brought my 11-year-old to a strip joint, they would lock me up. They would lock me up and, and probably charge me for child endangerment that I did that, that I, I exploited my kid to pornography. 
The court sees no way to read the provisions of SB 12 without concluding that a large amount of constitutionally protected conduct can and will be wrapped up in the enforcement of SB 12, he wrote. It is not unreasonable to read SB 12 and conclude that activities such as cheerleading, dancing, live theater, and other common public occurrences could possibly become a civil or criminal violation. No, you fucking moron. We're talking about sexual performances, not dancing and cheerleading and, and live theater. Not where they're simulating dildos hanging from their crotches, have dildos hanging from their crotches and fake and uh, like, come on. The judge ruled specifically that drag shows warrant First Amendment protection. They're fine for adults and anyone that wants to have them. But if you're having them in a, in a, in a place open for the public and not a private show, a private venue, a privately rented venue where it's closed to the public and children are allowed there, that should be a crime. That should be endangering the welfare of a child and exploiting them to pornography, exploiting them to sexually explicit material. Drag shows express a litany of emotions and purposes from humor and pure entertainment to social commentary on gender roles hitting the road for adults, not for fucking children. There is no doubt that at bare minimum, these performances are meant to be a form of art that is meant to entertain alone. This would warrant some level of first amendment protection. This judge dresses up as a woman and gets pegged by his fucking wife. Or he's just a straight-up homo and wears an American flag under his judge robe and, you know, blowing court clerks in the parking lot on lunch. The lawsuit was brought on by a coalition of LGBTQRST organizations represented by the American Civil Liberties Union because they all want kids to see men sucking each other off. Fuck these people. Fuck these people. Fuck these people. The plaintiffs in the case were Woodlands Pride, Albaline Pride Alliance, Extragrams. Oh, you want some Extragrams? You want some dick pics and some drag queens taking it in the ass? We'll send them to your kids. 360 Queen Entertainment and a drag performer who goes by Bridget Bandit. I'm done. It's so fucked up. Drag is an art. I'm not saying drag is not entertainment. It is entertainment, not for kids, not for kids, not for public spaces where kids can be present. It's not a hard concept. Kids are not allowed to walk into a porn theater. If you bring a kid into a porn theater, you're going to have a problem. Big clown world. It is evil. It's crazy. It is so fucking crazy and sick. It really is. Anyway, it's Friday, and I really hope you all have a great weekend, and you have a great Friday, and you do some great things. I'm going to a wedding tonight. I'm going to a big cigar event on Saturday to promote the Patriot Cigar Company, which, you know what? For those that didn't say, I'm going to do it again because it's so awesome. And I have to, Patriot Cigars, my new commercial by the Dilly Meme team that I love. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. (laughs) When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba, 
import cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. Patriot Cigars, my company, mypatriotcigars.com. Use promo code MAGA, get 25% off. You get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. If you don't smoke cigars, we got some great merch. We got some hats. We got some shirts. We got some hoodies. I believe the ashtrays just came in. We'll be putting them back up. And uh, we got great, great cigars there. There's a cigar there for everybody. We have gift cards, so if you have a loved one and you wanted to get them an e-gift card, they can also use promo code MAGA for the 25% off on their purchase. And uh, I'm I'm usually involved in fulfilling the orders, and a lot of times I get bugs up my ass, and I'm always throwing free shit in orders, especially people that are so generous and, you know, overspend. And I'm always so happy uh, to, to get the support, especially when it's someone from the show or somebody that has seen the show or from other shows that I sponsor, like the Dilly Show, which goes live at 12 noon eastern time you can get the dilly show over there and he's great he talks about my cigars loves my cigars a lot of the memers love them of course the memers made this great uh video for me and speaking of memers we're gonna end with another great quick meme video from lauren eve put a smile on your face to end the show and to go into the weekend she's always got some fire and of course, this this always see this always happens. I gotta do a refresh. Live show people, it just happens. It just happens. Stand by. This is great. Buy cigars or you're a fed. Wake up next to Big Mike. Sometimes I wonder how I'd ever make it through through this world without having you. I just wouldn't have a clue Cause sometimes it seems like this world's closing in on me And there's no way of breaking free And then I see you reach for me Sometimes I wanna give up, wanna give in I wanna quit the fight And then I see you baby I love this. <laughs> oh, Donnie, we love you.
<laughs> Keep smiling, people. Keep smiling. Don't get frustrated. The fight goes on. Don't quit the fight. If we're not in it, we're not going to win it. And that's the way it is. Great video by Lauren Eve. Thanks for all the memes that stopped in. Thanks for all of your support, everybody that pops in the chat, all the viewers that, that popped in, everyone that's going to be watching this and listening to it, hit the like button, hit the follow, hit the like button if you're a fed. Go get some cigars. Share this video far and wide. Let's grow this great morning community we got going on. You are all the best. Thanks to all those that keep supporting the January 6th kids with uh, <clears throat> the Rumble, uh, Rumble Rants and uh, the gift cards that are going to be Getting to them for Christmas, it's always great. Patriot Freedom Project, Cynthia Hughes. She had some great meetings with uh, some members of Congress yesterday in D.C. She was speaking with me. We're going to have some updates with that. A lot of good things coming. Uh, Donald Trump, big supporter of the Patriot Freedom Project. So we've got to do right by the kids and give them a good Christmas. All right, everybody, listen. Have a great weekend. Have a great Freedom Friday. I'll be back Monday morning, bright and early at 8 a.m. Eastern. Big two-hour show today. No show tonight. I'll be at a wedding. Everybody, have a great, great weekend again. Thanks for being here. All your support. MAGA hat stays on. See you soon.